Did you get it? I got it. Can't believe it. Mega Man 97. Finally out on fucking cartridge. Yeah. It's the last one in the store, too. Why didn't we download this again? Downloading's for sissies, man. Real men use cartridges. Eh, fuck it. Put it in the system. Oh, put it in. Fuck, it's not working. Hold on. Blowing it. Blowing it. Ah. Use the alcohol swabs. Hit it. Hit it. Hit the NES. Okay, ah. cool. It's on. Ah, cool. Okay, warning this episode contain... What? what? Disclaimer? I just want to play the game. Okay, this game contains Cursing Man. Adult Content Man. Maverick Man. Reploid Man. Scully Man. Bad Music Pun Man. Navi Man. And listener discretion is advised, man. Ah, fuck it, let's play. Alright. Episode 97. Spent all my screws on this damn microphone and now I'm out of energy. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spire Can Mong Review. I'm your host, Zan, and as you can guess, I have a special co-host on this episode, and his name is... You can call me Cal. So, so yeah, so Cal is our current co-host who's going to be in this episode, and hopefully, if he does well, he'll be on other episodes. And he might be on the Spire Can Movie Review podcast if we ever get that up and running. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'd really like to be a part of that one. No, that's going to be pretty cool. We have a couple of episodes already set up and record. I just got to get them out of queue, unfortunately. Mm. Hey, it's kind of hard to edit all the stuff, especially when you have someone going, I, This is a good movie because I... <laughs> Why don't we put on some ski masks and knock over a red box? At the red box! <laughs> Either way, we're getting off topic. For those of you who don't know, Spire can decide that provides information and views about manga. We strive to aid our listeners in learning the difference between quality manga and poorly written manga that shouldn't even be used as toilet paper. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. There's some shitty ones. Bombos! <coughs> ah, yes, Bombos. The infamous Bombos. Yes, which people are like, why are you still talking about that manga? That was in episode 4 and you're at 97. Well, it was that bad, huh? Yeah, it was that fucking bad. It wasn't yeah. the worst manga in the world. I've read worse, so much worse since then. Mm. It's fucking worst, worst fucking manga ever. Either way, getting off topic, you can check us out at the website, http colon slash slash com. There's no www in front of it, by the way. And you can leave any comments, concerns, flames, or sexy pictures and email us at spirekin at gmail.com. You can check out our Twitter, Spirekin, or the Facebook group, Spirekin Manga Review. You can add us and we'll give you updates and information on where the new episodes are or if I'm going to be appearing anywhere. And you could leave us a voicemail at 206-350-8462. And also leave us some comments on Digs and iTunes. Uh, so, what's new with you? Not much. I just uh, got around to reading this. Stayed up till the wee hours of the morning. And it was uh, a good time. Playing God of War, I bet. Well, I stayed up till after 6 o'clock in the morning playing that. Uh, yeah. But, good game. Just, Kratos is just... I don't think he's the best protagonist the series could have. Nah. He's always so angry, too. You can only be like, Kratos, man, just just chill out. He Why does so serious, bro? Yeah, and then even when he gets laid, he's just like, I'm going to kill someone afterwards. Ah! I don't know. Usually yeah. guys are like, yeah, I just got laid. I'm going to bed, baby. Night. Yeah. <laughs> Kratos, he just, he gets even more pissed and, ah, makes for a good game, though. Oh, yeah. No, it's a it's a good game. It just sucks that it's not on the Xbox. Oh, well. I have the first two on the PS2, which I still have, and people are like, why do you have your PS2 still? Is it still hooked up? Yeah, my PS2 is still hooked up. I've been playing Persona 4 on it. Oh, man. Good. And Eco, best PS2 game ever, in my opinion. Yes, and Shadow of the Colossus, and the new one coming out. I cannot wait. Last Guardian, I believe it's called. Uh, is it a sequel, a prequel, or what is it? I'm not sure. You know what would be cool, though, is if they were go back to like what they did with God of War and release Eco and Shadow of the Colossus updated in HD for the PS3. Would that, that be awesome? That would be awesome because Shadow looks horrible on my HD TV. Yeah. It looks just really pixelated and strange and just hearing the... 
Subtitle, subtitle, subtitle. Subtitle, subtitle, subtitle. Wouldn't it be awesome if Last Guardian was like the adventure exploration of Eco, but boss battles of Shadow? Oh yeah, that'd be fucking. That'd be the ultimate adventure game. No, it would be. It'd be a fucking excellent game, and it'd be hopefully longer than Shadow because you could plow through Shadow in five hours. Yeah, once you know the the trick to the bosses. Except that one fucking snake boss, motherfucking. I like the one where it was a big, uh, big bird, and you had to shoot arrows to piss him off, and he'd come at you. That one, they had to grab onto it, and he fly around and stab it, and then you fuck up and ah. Yep. It's just uh, fun. Ah, uh, Shadow of the Glasses. And, uh, Eco just, well, the only thing I didn't like about Eco is, I have a stick. No, sword. I have a stick. <laughs> well, eh, just, after a while, you start caring about the stupid girl in the white, too. You're like, yeah. ugh, I wish I could just leave her behind. Yeah, just run away, just run around the very vacant and desolate land with nothing except a giant monster where you could see ten miles away just going, hmm, hmm, hmm. I guess if you were a jerk like that or didn't care for the girl, you'd be Kratos playing God of War. True, true, yeah. true. But, oh god, we're getting way off topic. Yeah. So... Yeah, we never got on topic first. Very true, very true. So, before we get into the topic of this episode, we have news. I know, it's like, holy shit, we have news. And news? And also, if you are listening, you didn't realize that the last episode was a joke. I was just fucking with you about April Fool's episode. It was an April Fool's joke. There hmm. was stuff after the ending credits. You had to listen. If you didn't, well then you're a fucking moron. But... Anyway, we have news. Now, the first news is the fact that Detroit Metal City, the rock manga, which eventually we'll review, is going to end April in Japan. So that means we're going to get the last volume here in maybe August. Pretty cool manga. I really enjoy it. The only problem is that it's very strange and at times a little disturbing. I've never really read any of it. Well, DMC is cool because they have a live-action movie where Gene Simmons plays a character. That's pretty cool. But it's Gene Simmons. He'll do anything for $5 and a sandwich. <laughs> Like, hey, Gene, you want to be the voice in our video game? Do you have a craft table? <laughs> yes? Yeah. Okay, here you go. <laughs> uh, can't say I blame him. I like craft tables. They're good, but they the food quality is kind of meh at times. It's been laying out there, and it's like kind of bleh. Either way. So next, there's a 14-year-old middle school student from Oshawa, Michigan, that was suspended indefinitely after another student found a death note created by the 14-year-old. A death note. Now... This puts us behind how long again? I mean, we already got past the fact that the one asshole got arrested because of the fact that he had underage hentai on his fucking computer and he's going to jail now. That pushed the whole manga anime movement back, I don't know, like fucking three years? Now this? Come on, kid. If you're going to write a death note, leave it at home. Don't fucking, I'm going to bring it to school and write a death note so these kids who piss me off are going to die a horrible death. At least be smart enough to hide it from your parents and teachers. Mm. I mean... Really, what's the point if you don't hide it? I mean, kid, come on. It's, uh, well, apparently the kid is fucked. When they say suspended indefinitely, you've been fucking expelled. Yeah, that's pretty much what that means. Yeah, and the, the worst thing is that it's with things with kids who are picked on, it's never going to change. I mean, you heard about the girl from Ireland, right? No, what happened? She came from Ireland, come over here because she wanted to go to America. She wanted to go. She goes to high school. It's her first year. Goes there. Mm-hmm. She killed herself. Because they're picking on her and treating her bad. Because she was different. I was like, what? How old was she? 15. Really? Freshman in high school, and they're picking on her because she has a different accent, and I'm like... Eh. I think accents are sexy. Yeah, well, she's a redhead, then. But know. still, the point is that it's, it's, whole picking on bullshit is just kind of... It's making things worse, and also the fact is that it's now on the internet. So that's why they're picking on her is through Facebook and all that stuff. That's why you don't write shit on Facebook, where I have a death note, and I'm plotting to write death notes on the high school basketball team who picked on me. No, you fucking leave it alone. <laughs> you know, when, when I was in high school, there was a kid who, who wrote one of those notes. I remember it was a big uh, brouhaha, and uh, they, they had the cops in the school one day and everything, and it was a whole list of people who was going to be on. I hope I was on it. I hope I was popular enough to make it to the death note. Well, I, I think know. that was uh, that was after Columbine, which for those youngins who are still listening, many years ago, two kids couldn't take it anymore, and they brought Uzis to school. Yeah, very tragic. And they killed everybody in the school. Mm. I remember back in those days, school sucked. <laughs> school still sucks. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, school still sucks. Don't kill anybody over it. 
Exactly. Yeah. So on to happier news. Now, if you remember a couple episodes back, I reviewed, well, Lucky Star. Very cool Jan Comey-style comic. And what's happened is that the newspaper for the artist's home prefecture is going to start showing the manga. And what I mean by the manga is that it's actually in strips of four panels, and they're putting it as, like, weekly uh, comic strips. Like in a newspaper or something? Yeah, in a newspaper for the town that the guy was born in, which is kind of cool. That's that's when you're up in the place. It'd be like if Charles Schultz, they had peanuts in his hometown. Well, they do. They probably, yeah, nationwide. Yeah. Charles Schultz. Well, he's dead, but nah. he's rotting in his grave in hell. <laughs> in if, hell? The we, Peanuts guy's in hell? Probably. The Peanuts guy of all guys doesn't make it to heaven. He got shit on everything. He didn't get the, the little red-headed girl. He didn't get anything. He's fucking... It's, it's a biography. Okay. <laughs> and the last thing. This week was Anime Boston, and they revealed... That Vertical is releasing a mystery project. Unfortunately, no one told me what the fuck it is, so I don't know. But apparently, this mystery project that Vertical is going to be releasing is released by an author previously published by Viz. So that means it could be fucking anything. How mysterious. Because we don't know what it is, because there's so many people that have released from Viz. I mean, it could have been Takahashi. It could have been Kazuo Koike. It could have even been, dare I say, Akira Toriyawa. I doubt that, though, because he, pretty much anything he sells is gold. I mean, he could shit on a brick and be like... It's made by Kira Tarkow. Okay, it's gold. <laughs> we must sell this. It's shaped like a dragon ball. <laughs> or it's shaped like the thing that Dr. Slump carries. His shit is gold. He fucking... I love the fact that when the movie came out, he was like, Yeah, it was an interesting interpretation of my work. It wasn't a travesty. No, no, it wasn't a travesty. They didn't destroy my work. <laughs> they can go to burn in hell. Very unhappy. That movie. Is, he, uh, is he happier about movies than... Or his work being turned into movies than Alan Moore is? He really doesn't like that. No, Alan Moore told told them to go fuck themselves. He's like, fuck you, you don't write any of my shit, my name in anything. It's all the artist did, stole it. I'm done. Yeah. That Watchmen movie was good, though. Yeah, but have you seen Alan Moore? He looks like a fucking, he looks like Ted Kaczynski. He's yeah. got freaking the long beard, long hair. He's like, hey, man. Right loose. Yeah. Uh. Unlike Neil Gaiman, who, he's all hipster looking with his shaved face and cut hair and his suits and he's like hey I'm Neil Gaiman ah, didn't he do some, some work for Batman recently yeah the uh, uh, Geiring no the Geiring guy was uh, Kevin Smith and he's the guy from he did um, Sandman and um, what else did he do he did Sandman he did Good Omens Death Comics right Death yeah Lady Death which is the part of the Sandman universe that's off right eventually we'll actually get into the Death manga hmm they have a manga based on her. It's very cutesy. All the Eternals look all chibi form. It's kind of scary when you see Despair, who's supposed to be this very large fat woman with na- nails all over her, has this very chibi blob. Just like, <laughs> hello. But that's it for news. And so let's get into the crux of the matter. The fact is, this is video game month. All right. We're I gonna, like games. We're going to be reviewing manga based on video games. Some pretty interesting ones. And if you remember from the last episode, The Wheel of Manga, it dictated unto me that I'd be reviewing a kind of unique manga, pretty chilled out manga. A manga which is based off of an NES game and based on one of the coolest characters ever. And what am I talking about? I'm speaking about Rockman.exe. And because of that, we decided that, well, I decided that we'd both do a Mega Man manga because it is Mega Man. But first, some people are warning, who the fuck's Mega Man? Well, first off, to those of you who don't know who Mega Man is, you will burn in hell! How could you not know Mega Man? Well, well Mega Man is a short blue guy. Yep. Little guy, he looks like a baby, jumps around, he shoots, he gets powers. It's an awesome game. Frustratingly hard games. Ugh. So worth it, and if you played the new Mega Man 10, well, you know what it's like. Yes. With yes. Sheep Man and whatever the fuck other dumb characters in the new one. I've, I already forgot some of them. Mega Man 9 has a little bit more fresh in my mind. Splash Woman, the first ever woman robot master in the uh, old Mega Man. I still remember Japan Man from, from 8. It's like, I am Japan Man. He's like, <laughs> you look like a fucking building. I don't think I ever played 8. Was that the PlayStation one? Yeah, that was one on the PlayStation. Yeah, Japan Man. He's fucking retarded. You also had, uh, who's some other interesting characters? Top Man and... Snake Man and well, they just took a suffix and put man at the end of it. You like, yeah, I am toilet paper man. I throw toilets at you. <laughs> but no paper, oddly enough. Yeah, I throw toilets, but not. But then there's a guy who has a spout in his head in the new one. Um, spout Man, Water Man. He's like generic water character with like a fucking. There's a spout on him. Yeah. Huh. I don't know who else is there. There's a uh, there's a bunch of other characters, including well, 
so many characters in the Mega Man series. Then Mega cl classic Cut Man, Guts Man, Flame Man, Numbers Man, mm. Snake Man, which I've said earlier, Metal Man, Bubble Man, Air Man, yeah, Frog Man. You know a lot of them. Don't ask why. Well, there's a reason why, but it's in my manga. But so. Before we get into my manga, what are you reviewing for us? I reviewed the Rockman X manga, which if uh, those video game fans out there will know, there's a series of video games called the Mega Man or Rockman X series, which take place in the future, even further into the future, because Mega Man also takes place in the future. But uh, where he's a little bit more powerful, has a couple of new moves that he can do, and just generally everything taken to the next level. Mega Man was previously in the 8-bit realm. When they went into 16-bit, they had this Mega Man X game. And it was a really good game, so I'm reviewing the, the manga based on the game, and uh, get into it in a few minutes. Yep, and they're actually, bo both of our mangas have nothing to do with the Mega Man universe. They're actually spin-offs. Yes. Well, mine is an AU, an alternate universe, and yours is the future, and it's not even Mega Man. Different yeah, character. Yeah, uh, Mega Man or Rockman X is not the same Mega Man as the original games. It's a completely new robot. But they both have the same daddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they do. Yes, and um, so let's... Go off and let's have you review. Me, I go first? Yep, you All go right. first. So, um, like I was saying, I reviewed Rockman X. The uh, author is Yoshihiro Iwamoto. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Came out in 2005. The genre, video game adaptation, obviously. Action, sci-fi, and it's a shonen. And how many volumes are in it? Well, as far as I know, there's two volumes. I'm going to give you a synopsis of the, of the first volume and then uh, my impressions of the second volume. And... Cool, cool. So what is... Well, first off, we talked a little about what X the General is, but so it's just in the future of Mega Man X. Is there... So how did he get there? What's that? So basically, they explain a little bit in the beginning, but Dr. Light... And some of this comes from my knowledge of the video game, too. Dr. Light created what he likes to call the ultimate reploid, which these the robots in the... the X universe, the future, are called Reploids, and um, created the ultimate Reploid, who's supposed to be used only in case of war on Earth, and to keep the peace, he needs to have this ultimate Reploid who's going to save everybody. And uh, But he's put in kind of a stasis state until the world needs him, and then, uh, you know, when, when the, the manga takes off, we see that the world has gotten into a, a state where they need their savior, and X comes in. And he saves the day. Well, maybe. Well, gotta get to the end of the manga. Or is he the evil villain? <laughs> I don't know. They're still making games, so who knows? Yeah, who knows? So. Alright, so let's get into it. So like I said, the manga opens up. The first thing you see is a top secret file that you're reading. And the top secret file, you don't know the author is. I mean, well, you, you kind of can gather it if you read into it a little bit. But I built the strongest reploid in history and I left, behind, left him behind for the day that he's needed to fight evil. I fear, though, that he may need to rule the world in order to keep the peace. That's ominous, isn't it? That's just a little bit. Yeah. Um, I also left behind for him upgrades and weapons to make him near invincible. Now, you see that the transmission was cut off. That's the last thing you see. So you really don't know who wrote it. If you're coming in completely fresh, you don't know who wrote this. So then the next panel you go into and you see the narration, I guess, or the, you know, what would be the continuation of the top secret file is that now he's needed. And now we, we open up with a maverick who basically in this universe is evil reploid wreaking havoc on the city and he's attacking the citizens and going blowing things up whatnot and his name is Piro uh, I hope I pronounced that right Piro I don't know gay clown name yes yeah. Piro Piro okay so he's basically going along wreaking havoc blowing things up killing people whatnot and all of a sudden he's going for the kill on just this random innocent girl uh, you assume she's innocent Who nobody's knows? innocent ah, I don't know Maybe. getting into the whole Joker philosophy there's no innocence and everybody deserves it anyway he goes for the kill and all of a sudden out of nowhere a blast shoots him in the hand and we cut to a really awesome shot of Maverick Hunter X is what he calls himself and that's our title character he's not called Rockman yet he's Maverick Hunter X so basically he's a as you can tell, Maverick Hunter, and they are reploids that go out and keep the peace by hunting down and destroying rogue reploids called Mavericks. Aha! Ah. So they get into this fight, and Pirot basically happens to be on the roof of a building. He knocks X off the roof of the building. He falls all the way down to street level. Holy crap. How does he survive that? Well, he's a robot. He can, he can survive it. So he crashes into what looks like a cop car, and he looks in to see the driver of the cop car, and he recognizes him. The driver of the cop car, 
he refers to as Zero Senpai, which from previous listening to the Spyrokin manga review, I know that Senpai is kind of a respectful term given to a mentor or a senior member, an upperclassman type thing. Yep. So Zero is his quote-unquote superior officer in the Maverick Hunter regime or whatever you want to call it. And, you know, Zero basically talks to him, gets him gets him back going, he, and then X goes back up and to fight some more. So uh, P-Road is, is basically chasing this girl down again and he's going to kill her and she's she's crying and screaming and she's got her, her little dog there, it's very cute. You really don't want anything to happen. X runs in and he, he confronts Pirot again and, and Pirot looks at him and says, Can you really do this? Can you can you kill another one of your own kind? Another you know, we're both reploids, so X kinda has this this moment of reflection, can I really do this? Can I take his life? Before he has a chance to decide, is off screen a, a shot <coughs> fires out and blows Pirot's head off. And you cut back and, and you see that there's Zero standing there, and Zero basically did the job for him and said, we're Maverick Hunters, that's our job. It's pretty, you know, pretty, so good cop, bad cop. Yeah, yeah, all badass and everything. It's, it's pretty cool. And so, you know, he's dead, Pirot's dead, and they, you know, they're walking away, and, and they, you see the girl that they saved, and she's holding her dog, and her dog had gotten killed. It's very sad. Ah, oh, bendito. Yeah. Sad. I hate to see dogs get killed in movies and TV shows, and... But Zero looks at her and he says something I, that caught me as odd. He said, you know, humans are, are such strange things. They do such pointless things. Crying's not going to save anything. And he turns over to X, kind of like, you know, right, X? Don't you think? Don't you agree? And, and X is sitting there crying himself. And Zero looked at him and he said, I can't believe you have the ability to cry. This, this is apparently a, a really big deal. And they're robots, so what makes X so special that he can cry? He's X. I don't know. So, right when they're getting back into their Maverick car, they, you know, they, they get an emergency alert. They get sent back to, uh, to their home base, and they find one of their other special A-class Maverick Hunters has been destroyed. So, special A-class Maverick Hunter is, is kind of the top rank in the Maverick Hunter world, and uh, you find out uh, you know, that they go all the way down. I think the lowest one I've seen so far is D. But now, it's zero. probably the S-class, which is the highest, the, the ultimate echelon usually. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Zero also is an A-class, by the way. So, I think this robot's name is Kyle. He's been killed. So they, they're, they're looking at him. Who could do such a thing? And, and they turn around, and there's a character who's identified as Sigma. And he, Sigma basically said, I'm the one who killed him. He didn't join me. And why would you kill him? And basically, Sigma starts riling up all these reploids and saying, you know, we don't have to take this stuff from the humans anymore. They're weaker than us. We're more intelligent, stronger. We should take them over. We should rule the world. Uh, Suddenly, I pictured Nazi. I said that. I said that. Exactly. Some of them start, you know, getting all riled up, and they said, Ah, oh, we better, you know, we can do this. Let's let's fight them. So at Maverick Hunter X, he says, You can't do that. Blah blah blah. And Sigma shoots him. Uh, yeah. Sigma's a douche. Yeah, he is. So basically, the next thing that happens is that that was more of a I'm in charge. Shut up. Not not I'm gonna kill you. Shooting him. So. The, the very next thing that you see is, you know, they're, they're all wreaking havoc in the city and the, they come across the same girl from earlier that X saved. And kind of one of those cliche moments that's in, in pretty much a lot of media is, you know, prove to us that you're one of us by killing this person. And X, he can't do it. And he basically turns his gun on the Mavericks and kills them. And, you know, he decides to go on this crusade of saving everybody. And, you know, so that's kind of the, the, the prologue to all the events that unfold and, and basically for fans of the game, this is all kind of stuff that happened before the game starts. So now, in the manga is when they get to the point where the game actually starts, and if you know fans of the game will remember that you start out by there's this highway that's been destroyed, and you, you're running along, and you know you get to the end of the highway, and you fight this guy. And so basically, the, the the next part of the manga is basically going through that scene from the game. You see all the enemies that you know, and you know they they all make appearances. And then you get through that first area, you see X fights the vile. Uh, vile is his name. Yep. yep. You see him fight him, and uh, you know same thing happens. Zero has to come in and save your butt, and you know Zero goes on and gives you a little bit of exposition, saying you know Sigma is, is on the loose, and we're gonna have to sit, you know we're gonna have to shoot him. I'm gonna go look for for Sigma's lair, and I want you X to take care of all his eight lieutenants what a what a coincidence it happens to be eight lieutenants of course eight lieutenants and now here's the thing is it like a choose your own adventure where you get to choose which <laughs> which guy you see first no zero gets the ball rolling he says uh you know there's been some disturbances in in alaska some earthquakes i want you to go investigate that and you know, he basically goes off and he's investigating and 
which is got this is where they start to get they, they do follow the the game pretty pretty closely but they do get to to do their own thing which i like you know they kind of give you a little bit of a backstory and i mean because this is something that's non-interactive so they, they need to fill the void somehow and it turns out that the bat that the old commander of this base was friends with x back you know years ago and X didn't really like the fact that he had to be stationed there, and now that all this weird stuff is happening, he's wondering, did, did you know, my old friend turn rogue on me, and, you know, blah, 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 and, you know, so he goes and he investigates, and it turns out that one of the Mavericks from, uh, that joined Sigma actually took out his old friend, and... That's becoming a revenge scheme, though. Now it's a, yeah, it's also, not, now it's personal for uh, X. So they, they go along following the game pretty closely, and the, the only problem I, I started to have with the manga was... After a while, it did kind of get a little bit repetitive. It's, they, they followed the same formula: is you know, you go into a new area, you fight some, you know, some kind of default reploids. X just goes through and pretty much blasts them off, and then he, he encounters one that's a little bit more powerful than all the other ones, and gets his ass kicked for a little bit until he figures out how to beat him. Then he goes on to the end, and then he he comes to the the actual real boss maverick, which would be the boss in the game. They actually refer to them as bosses in the manga, by the way, which I nice. find pretty funny. So then he eventually has this whole banter, usually it can go on for a pretty long time, them fighting back and forth, and X pretty much gets beat up again until he figures out a way to, to defeat the boss. And, and then you know, watch, rinse, repeat. Watch, rinse, repeat. And then the only thing that they do along the, as they go is classic Mega Man style, the previous boss that you beat, you get the power. So, so they actually show him getting the ability? They don't show him getting it immediately. They actually kind of save that as, as a surprise. So the, the first one takes place in Alaska, so the, the Maverick he fights there is Chill Penguin. So the first one he beats there, he, you know, he doesn't, they don't even show you that he has the ability to absorb the, the power. So then, like I was saying, they go to the next area and you have this whole wash, rinse, repeat thing. He yeah. gets to the boss of that area and he decides, oh yeah, you know, he's getting his butt kicked and he says, let me try this. And, you know, all of a sudden he has this, this morph transformation and then, you know, he shoots out this ice blast. And, of course, that happens to be the Achilles heel of this boss, which happened to be um, Spark Mandrill. And Spark Mandrill was saying, I can't believe that. You had the ability to take somebody else's power and goes through this whole thing. He's completely shocked. And then he says, you must be the legendary Reploid, the one who has the limitless potential. You must be the legendary Rockman. And that's how he becomes Rockman, or not becomes, he's named Rockman. So they go through this, and the first volume of, of the manga is the first three bosses, I believe. And then, um, like I said, it was it was getting a little bit repetitive. But then I, I did go through and I read the second one second volume, and the second one seemed to be where they actually take a lot of creative license with this story, and they, they do add a lot of backstory to um, with Zero, and they show you that Zero had this whole relationship with one of the other Maverick bosses. You know, they were they were comrades and they were friends. That one is uh, the Eagle character, I forget his name. Storm Eagle. Storm Eagle, yeah. And, you know, so so they, they do go out of their way to, to be faithful to the game, which um, fans of the series will like. But then, you know, just so that you're not reading a manga version of a game you could be playing, they have their own, they do their own thing, so it was pretty good. That's always good, because it's not like the American adaptions of, of video games. Nah. Doom, Street Fighter, Street Fighter Legend of Chun-Li, oh. Mortal Kombat, Armageddon. Oh, God. Um, Resident Evil... Apocalypse and uh, oh, Extinction. God. That third Resident Evil movie was god awful. And they're doing a fourth. Oh, why would they do that? But it sounds pretty cool. The Washington Pete does sound a little repetitive, though. The whole fight a boss, level boss, level yeah. boss. So I'd like to see where, where they end up going with the manga because now that... So over the course of the volume two, the, the, the chapters that I read, they disposed of another two bosses. So now you're up to five. And, you know, let's see. I would like to see what they ended up doing with the last three. And uh, actually, no, I, I, think I, I think I missed one. So I think they might even have be up to six. I don't know. But anyway, see what they did with the last remaining bosses and, you know, That's where they would have gone with his confrontation with Sigma and... Yeah. So you liked it? What about the art style? And the... Oh, the art style I really enjoyed. I, I really liked it. I'm kind of, I'm not a, a huge expert, but I do like the, I did like it. I, I didn't, there wasn't a lot of the, what is it, cheapy stuff. Yep. That, uh, you know, usually that kind of stuff turns me off, but sometimes it's okay. But uh, there really wasn't any of that in this, and it was, you know, just pretty cool shots of, of explosions, and every time he did a charge blast... They made it look awesome, and yeah, I liked it a lot. And 
story was pretty good. I mean, if you're, if, especially if you happen to be interested in that universe from playing the games, you know, you'll probably get a lot more enjoyment out of this than someone who has no, no idea what Mega Man is. But even for someone who doesn't, I think it's pretty interesting. Okay, so what would you give this? I would give this a, a gift from your crazy Aunt Muriel. Okay, but forgettable? Okay, but forgettable, yeah. The reason why is I think that I want to keep this general enough that not only fans of the game will like it. So if you have no, no idea or you don't care about Mega Man, Rock Man story, you know, you're probably going to pick this up and it's alright, but after a while you might get bored reading it. There's probably better stuff to read. But if you are a fan of the games and, you know, you do enjoy it, you, you would get some more enjoyment out of it. You're going to see some backstory to some of the characters you know, and that's where the real value is, I think. Yeah, because it sounds cool that the entire opening is before the, that opening sequence of the game. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe I don't, I, I don't even have the, the original booklet to the game, but maybe that stuff is explained in text in the instruction manual. It might be cool. I have the second one downstairs. I remember when I first got X2, that's when I first saw Ninja Scroll with Ooh. my parents. Uh, have a really funny Ninja Scroll story. Ah, uh, let's save that. Save it for another time. Yes, because eventually I will get through Ninja Scroll. But, so, your review, what do you think? How do you think you did? I don't know. I guess I'll let the internet decide. The interwebs. We will see how the interwebs. So, yeah. okay, so like, now we'll get into the other alternate universe, and this is a kitty manga! Yay! No, seriously, this is Mega Man NT Warrior, or in Jap Japanese known as Rockman.exe. And this is alternate universe series based on the Mega Man Battle Network series. And originally... Did you play those? Actually, I have four of them right there. They're originally on, named on the uh, Game Boy Advance. And this is written by Ryo Takamisaki, which is an adaption. And it was published over here, like I said, by Viz Media. And originally published by Shogakuken. And there's 13 volumes. And originally came out 2002 to April 06, I think. And the whole premise of this series, before I get into it, is... Well, I'm going to read the jacket copy. Because I'm lazy. <laughs> so, okay... The year is 200X, and everyone is now connected to the cyber network. Go honor the days of war and famine. Computers have turned the world into a bright and shiny utopia. Hold on a minute. 200X? That's already outdated. <laughs> Holy crap! Yes, it is. <laughs> Gotta love that, when it's in the far distant year of 200X. Ah! But there's trouble in paradise. A sinister organization by the wor World 3. Ooh. has vowed to destroy this technological wonderland. Enter our young hero, Lane Hikari, an intensively curious and cheerful fifth grader. Synchronized with Mega Man, he becomes a supercharged dynamo. In and out of the net, Lan and Mega Man do their best to thwart World 3's never-ending quest to take over the world. Hmm. So, besides the fact this is insanely outdated, just hmm. like with, of course, we're talking about the Fist of the North Star in the year 19XX. Oh. <laughs> It's a pretty interesting concept. The whole premise of the series, as I said, is that there's an alternate future. And what happened was that back in the day, there were these two scientists. One of them, Dr. Tadashi Hikari. And for those of you who don't know, Hikari in Japanese means light. Oh, what a coincidence. Of course. So this Dr. Light was working on the field of networking and AI programs, and he got really, really popular. His partner, on the other hand, a Dr. Wiley, who wanted to work on robotics, they told him, you're an idiot. We're going to supply your partner with money and you're kind of SOL. Mm. So the result of this is that Dr. Herrick Carr created these things called PETS, a personal terminal. It's these small computers which are similar to a cell phone or a PDA, and all every single one has this little avatar in it, a .exe, and they do whatever you need to. So, for example, you're walking into a house, you want to turn the lights, open up your pet, say, Hey, can you turn on the lights for me? Okay, boss. Lights turn on. Can you turn on the stove for me? Okay, boss. And you can talk to them, and it's a very sophisticated AI. And the problem is that these AIs, known as NetNavis, or Network Navigators, they're kind of responsible for helping the operators search, use, and surf the internet, and just protect the PET and your stuff from software and viruses. Now, it's become the point in time in this future, which should have happened already, that your AI can go into the internet and just walk around. Like, it says, okay, I want you to get something from the store down the street. Okay. Goes on the internet, walks over to the store on the internet. There's oh, no so the internet is represented as a, like world. a physical world. Okay. As a physical world. Very Tron-esque or uh, .hack-esque. Where it's got this sort of physical world that's underlaying the real world. And whatever happens in one world affects the other one. So it's pretty interesting when you have, say, a power outage in the net world will affect that you have all the machines are out of control in the real world, which kind of is a problem because if you have rogue net navvies, which virus users use instead of writing a virus, they have a, their net navvies cause havoc, they can cause problems in the real world by influencing the net world. 
Now, the cool thing is that these net navvies, they can talk and they actually will interact with other types of figures and certain characters actually are able to change themselves through different files. Like, for example, at one point, one of the characters, actually he creates a costume for his net navvy where it has this artificial super belt, which is like the DNB wrestling belt of all time. And it makes the character more customizable and it also allows the net navvies to become whatever the user wants it to be. Anyway, getting a little ahead of ourselves. Now, viruses exist in the viruses, and they kind of assist the rogue navvies in doing what they want to do. They're usually these really small little furry things, looking almost like if you've ever seen the movie Langoliers, like those Langolier creatures. And what happens is that they'll, they they are these little programs that will infect a navvy, and then suddenly the navvy does horrific things. Like, their representation in this world is mm. if they're messing around with, say, a power grid, You'll see the power grid is a bunch of buildings in the net world, and it will be destroying the buildings. And as they're destroying the buildings in the real world, lights will be going off, fires will be starting, and the net navvies will fight them to stop them. Interesting concept. It's a pretty cool concept, and all the navvies have their antiviral weapons, which are built directly into their program. Like for Mega Man.exe, his weapon is... The Buster. A buster cannon, but there are these other things called battle chips that have been designed. Because someone said, why don't we make it so you can have your net navvies fight against other net navvies? That'd be pretty cool. So let's put these little programs, these little chips where you could put into your your pet. And so if you're fighting against another guy, they'll get another weapon and it'll do extra damage. Mm. So for example, say if you and me have two navvies mm -hmm. and you're fighting against me and you have a battle chip, you can put the battle chip in and say, your net navvy is going to use a cyber sword and cut my navvy for X amount of damage. If you want to be a little bit technical, what happens is when the net navvy battle chip is inserted into the pet, what'll happen is it'll execute a program which allows the... NetNavi to have an additional power-up and so on and so forth. A little bit Pokemon-esque, just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing. I'm getting that vibe. It's kind of like a... Is it, are, the, are the games turn-based fighting style? No. Cool. The games, how they work is that you're walking around the section, you bump to a boss, mm -hmm. and what happens is you have the enemies on one side on nine blocks. You have nine blocks to play on, and you can move around those nine blocks and shoot your Mega Buster at the enemies, or you can use one of the battle chips. And okay. the battle chips are a one-hit-only weapon. So you use it, you attack, Next time, you gotta switch your weapons over, and you can even extend or lose your, your battle range depending on what card you use. So if mm -hmm. you use a battle chip which says, okay, I get four more spaces, you move forward four spaces, or you can lose spaces. Instead of you actually stealing the powers from the other characters, what happens is when you defeat one of the rogue net navvies, you actually download a copy of them, which is your servant. So essentially, it's a summon spell. And the cool thing is that if you bump into the original owner again, like you bump into, say, the runner of Matchman. You fight him the first time you kick his ass, you get version 1. Then when Matchman point two shows up, you beat him up, you get version 2. A pretty interesting concept. So, either way, this manga takes place many years after the whole incident with Dr. Light and Dr. Wily. And it takes place with Dr. Light's grandson, Lane Hikari. Or Neto Hikari, which is the Japanese one. And he is a kid. Ooh. In high school. Not in high school, he's in grade school. Yeah, because he didn't say five-year-old? He's not five. Final he's five, fifth grader? What he's it? a fifth grader. He's ten fifth years grade, old. Right. And he is in Dentech Academy. Now, Dentech Academy is, of course, generic school. And he's run by his typical teacher, who I'm not even going to fucking remember her name. <laughs> and he's engaged in one of the coolest things possible. Him and his best friend, Dex, are fighting against each other using their Navi. And Dex's Navi is oh, Gutsman. Gutsman. Huh? Gutsman.exe, who is pretty stupid and just like, You keep messing with me, I'm going to beat you up. <laughs> and Mega Man's like, You can't even catch me. <laughs> The navvies generally represent however the character is. Like, however you are in real life, your net navvy will adopt a personality that's similar to yours so you both can get along pretty well. Because you don't want to have a net navvy that's going to have contrary personalities. Like, if you're a really uppity person, you don't want a net navvy to be like, Hey man, this sucks. But either way, net navvies are influenced by your personality and however you interact. So if you're someone who's a douchebag, your net navvy's going to be a douchebag. Mm -hmm. If you're a nice guy, your net navvy's going to be pretty cool. If, you, if you're a girl... Nine times out of ten, your net navvy is going to be a girl. There are some exceptions, like one of the other characters. So, besides the whole fact that they can fight and they're gambling and other things, they explain a little bit more about what's going on in this world and how everyone has a pet. And that's how you learn classes and other things. Like, you take your pet to school, you plug it in, and all your notes and stuff go on your pet. Mm. So you have to have your pet everywhere. And that's very similar to real life, because you have to have your fucking cell phone or PDA. I don't go goddamn places at all without my cell phone. None of I'll us. go back home and get it if I forget it. Yeah. So either way, Lane and Dex get kicked out of class because of this one girl who's a douchey douche. She is Yai Aya Koji, who's this rich little snotty girl who's the shortest girl in the class, and she's this rich bitch 
And her NetNavi Glide, Glide.exe, is a snooty like, I am better than all of you. <laughs> and he's kind of worthless. He gets his ass kicked quick. So since they've been kicked out of school for the day, they've been kind of there. You go to the detention room. Lane's like, fuck this. I'm gone. Well, not that. He says something much nicer. He's like, I'm going to go home now. Puts on his rollerblades and rides away home. So, goes home. His mom is waiting for him. And, and surprisingly, she's not pissed at him, which is really weird. Because if I came home for detention, being kicked out of class, my mom would be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're an idiot. But she's not mad. Instead, she looks at him and proceeds to say, Hey, honey, uh, listen, I know you're waiting for your dad to come home, but... He's not coming home. He's at work. Work. Uh, apparently his father is an absentee father. Oh. You know, work is more important than family. Oh, okay. Kid's idol is his father, so he's depressed and sad. And so what he does instead is he just kind of says, Fuck it. Um, it doesn't matter. This isn't important to me. Nothing's important. I'm just going to go brood for a while. And Mega Man's like, Well, Lane, you know, he did promise, but it's not his fault. And Lane's like, You know what? You're, an, you're just a fucking computer program. Yeah. <laughs> Throws... Mega Man on the ground and walks away. And meanwhile, back at the school, something happens at the school. There's a fire that goes on. Big fire. What happens is, Lane goes back to school, sees there's a fire. He's like, oh shit, what's going on? What's going on? And he finds out that his two friends are stuck in the classroom. There's nothing he can do. The fire department is stuck for some reason because there's another fire going on. And he's like, what am I going to do? Wait, 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 wait. I can use Mega Man. Oh fuck, I left him at home. Runs. Gets Mega Man, comes back in, jacks Mega Man. How close does he live to this school? Like, maybe two blocks. Oh, okay. It's not like that far. Runs home, gets Mega Man, jacks him into the computer for the school to see what's causing the fire, and he sees... Virus. Several viruses, and they're going all crazy. So Mega Man pulls out his buster cannon, armors up his face, which is kind of cool, and he starts shooting around. <laughs> shooting around, shooting around, and then suddenly, a blast of heat shoots at him. He jumps over and he looks... He sees a rogue Navi. Torchman. Torchman, okay. And he's starting a fire and they're burning stuff and that's causing all the school building to actually, all the fire extinguishers to actually release fire, all the temperature thermostats are going up and he's causing all these fires and Mega Man, well, beats the shit out of him after armoring up and uses this thing called the Cyber Sword. Pretty cool. It's essentially just like, let's take the game and let's put a story around it. Yeah. That's literally what this is. That sounds familiar. And at one point after saving the day, Mega Man's like, we shouldn't fight. We should be like real brothers. Hint, hint. Ah, well, the rest of it is then you introduce other characters who are trying to get together, who are trying to find out what's going on. And the hint, hint is because of the fact that Mega Man's a special Navi. He's different than all the other Navis because he is actually, his mind is grafted from Lane's dead twin oh, brain. So that's he, morbid. It's kind of creepy, but the fact is they're also able to synchronize and able to think together and all this other crap. Yeah. Pretty weird. So in the next chapter, what happens is that Mega Man is involved in this huge battle where we don't know where it is in the internet. And as they're fighting, the guy's like, I'll get you, Mega Man. And Mega Man beats the shit out of him, and it's revealed that this is actually an online net battle. What happens is that since the pets are mainly used for anything possible throughout the internet, one of the things that people do are these things called met battling, which is essentially a very popular pastime where you fight your guy against my pet, which I explained earlier. And as they're doing this illegal net battling thing, because you have to have a license to actually be an official net battler, suddenly you hear a voice say, It's me! A big one! Anyone call me a license to be in trouble! And so all these other net battlers run away, and Mega Man's kind of like, What? And you see this female Navi tap her cheek and go, Oh, blah, blah, blah. No license will never have. And we're introduced to Mega Man's best friend and possible love interest, whose operator is Lane's love interest, who is Meryl Sakurai and her navi, Roll, who is like Mega Man's best friend who yells at him, hits him, and she likes him. And he's kind of like, Whatever, you're a girl. <laughs> Whatever, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. So at this point, you're probably wondering exactly what the fuck is going on, because why is this female navi here flirting with Mega Man? Well, what happens is that Roll is there to deliver an email and in the digital world, what happens is an email is just a letter that you walk over to your other person's navi, you hand it off, you're all set to go. And as they're talking and kind of flirting, they hear a voice say, Oh, you two are flirting, that's kind of unusual and interesting. And they turn around, who's there? Torchman! And Mega Man's like, I destroyed you! He's like, well, I am Torchman too, restored from backup data. Watch out! And he shoots a fireball right at Roll, where you see a virus is biting her neck. Mega Man's like, well, thank you. He's like, well, I, the original version of me was a virus. And now I'm all better, but I need your assistance with something. My net top wants to meet your net op. That's your net operator. And so, 
Lane decides to go and meet this creepy guy, and Mega Man's like, This is a bad idea, Lane. And Lane's like, Whatever, I'll do what I want. The net operator of Torchman, Mr. Match, who is this scraggly, creepy guy who says, Hey, you're Mega Man's net operator. I like you. You're kind of cool. In a not so creepy way, as I'm surprised he didn't have a pedo van by him. Is kind of being cool with Lane and saying, Hey, you're a really good operator. You're one of the best I've ever seen. You want to help me with a small project? I know you don't like school and whatnot. You can help me out. And Mega Man's like, This is a bad idea, Lane. We shouldn't be listening to him because he's a creepy old guy. And Lane's like, whatever, you're just stupid, you don't want to listen, and I'm going to have fun. So he uninstalled Mega Man, and he puts in this generic, standard off-the-shelf net navi, this alpha one, and he proceeds to help Torchman cause all these problems. And as Torchman and this generic net navi are beating the hell out of the security in the system, who shows up? Yep, you guessed it. Mega Man shows up on the other side saying, Lane, I'm not going to let you do this. You, this is not the right thing to do. Everyone be ashamed of you. And as they're talking, Torchman suddenly turns and burns both of them, the Alpha series and Mega Man saying, Ha ha ha, I was hoping to get you completely open to attack, and now I win. And as you see, Mega Man actually gets injured, and the cool thing is, in this universe, when they get injured, they're actually derezzed. So part of his leg is all pixelated and messed up. Mr. Match is like, hurry up, Torchman, delete him, and then I'll go and burn the brat's house down. And as this guy is about to burn Mega Man to nothingness, suddenly the Alpha jumps in front of Mega Man, getting completely rezzed. He's like, wait, Alpha, I mean, Lane! And Lane tells Mr. Match, who do you think you are? You won't be able to stop me. Come on, Mega Man, let's teach him a lesson. And they proceed to beat the hell out of Mr. Match and Torchman in an awesome sequence. And at the end, they become friends again. And from there on, it goes into just conspiracies and other crap. And, well, honestly, I'm not even going to get into the rest of this. <laughs> it's interesting because later on you get introduced to some of the more interesting characters like Eugene Chad, pretty much this douchebag who's the son of one of the big companies and he's also an official net battler and he is the operator and creator of Proto Man. Proto Man's always cool. Well, once you introduce Proto Man into the series, it's great because it's fucking Proto Man. I mean, when you see the other characters like Night Man and Numbers Man and there's all this stuff going on because there's all these other viruses appearing and no one knows why, but there's an ominous figure with fucked up hair <laughs> saying, You listen to World 3 and obey what I say. <laughs> I wonder who that is. Yep. Very odd series. Art style is pretty cool. It's a little bit childish. If you're a kid, you'll like this. If you play the game, you'll like this. Honestly, this is an alternate universe, right? This is not really yeah. part of the Mega Man continuity. It's part of the Mega Man Bound Lower continuity. It has it's, its own thing. Yes, but there are references all over the place. Like, Proto Man is one of the characters. Right. You have Color Man, Numbers Man, Flame Man, Ice Man, mm. all these characters. And then later on, he's able to call them to help him out. And, well, honestly... I have to... It, you look like you want to say two. Yeah, it's... It gets a... It's an okay manga. It's it's entertaining, but the fact is it's so generic, so, like... I see this. This is the game exactly. It's not even like you tried to diverge things. Like, yours, they diverged it. Right. Enough where you get something. This is just kind of like, wash, rinse, repeat, copy, and paste. It just copy <laughs> and pasted the fucking text from the actual game and put it in here mm. and let's throw on something else let's throw on the fact that there's a train ride where they're on a train and the train suddenly goes out of control because there's a virus inside the train and so Mega Man has to fight the virus to stop it he's like yeah that sounds the same thing as the fire torch man yeah and then later on, on a train. it's there's a guy who's selling all these battleships and what happens is people are getting robbed because of this battleship guy and so he goes in there and finds that his navi numbers man is stealing stuff and numbers man is able to calculate how good you are and like see how many hit points you have yes they use hit points uh, okay. so once i saw hit points like eh, yeah they actually use hit points right in a in a manga they use hit points huh, interesting at the end of it, after they leave a thing where they reveal the truth about what's going on with World 3 and they offer NetNavi, Mega Man, and Lane a job as a, a police officer. <laughs> okay. As a net police officer, he gets a job as it. They introduce... Fifth grade police officer? It's, it's, a, it's a kid's thing. <laughs> and at the end, they reveal the first time that Lane got Mega Man. The first day that he was released as a present. So, it's a kid's manga. I should have realized that because in the big letters it says, For ages all! Ah, I should have realized that, but I'm stupid. So, I'd have to give Mega Man, NT Warrior, Gift from Your Crazy Aunt Mario, okay but forgettable. Ah. It's interesting, it's unique, it's for fucking kids. Two threes. Yep, two threes. That's the only way I can go with this. I mean, I would like to give it less, I would, but it was too entertaining for that. But it wasn't entertaining enough where it was awesome. It was just kind of, it's okay. Yeah, that's really, that's really how I felt about Rockman X. It's just kind of... 
know, it's there. It's, if it's yeah. If it's there, you got nothing really better to do. Go ahead and read it. If the games are available, play the games. But it's not as it's not horrific, or it's not like something that if you're forced to read it, you'll read it. It's yeah. just, it's it's okay. The power goes out, and you got no computer. You got no video games. Yeah, it's worth it. it's worth reading. It truly is. And there's nothing else really to say about Mega Man except, well, play the fucking games. Yeah, that's really what you gotta do. Yeah, that's the only thing we can really do. So, oh yes, I forgot. There is still the two contests going on. The first contest is the create a new logo for the Spark and Monger View. You take the basic shape of the logo and design something new for it. I need a banner, a large logo, and a small logo. Yeah, send it to me at sparkandgmail.com. And remember, it's gotta be CMYK, not RGB. You have comments? Email me. Hmm. And that is going to be the 23rd, which What's is... the prize on that? You get to be a co-host for two episodes and a mystery gift. Ooh. What is the mystery gift? Well, somewhere in that pile over there. That pile? That large pile right there. The pile that's moving? No, not that one. Oh, the other da- pile. That one. Stupid pile. Hey, down! Back! Back! Ah! You guys are going to want one of these. Oh, that wasn't it, but that's close enough. Next to the printer. Anyway, either either way. So, remember, also, there is the other event. If you are in the New York area on May 1st, I will be at the Sakura Matsui in Brooklyn Botanical Gardens. If you're able to find me, like last year, if you're able to find me, you'll get a t-shirt, which I do have. Hey, can I enter that contest? You're going to be there anyway, so it's, it's kind of a... So it's going to be an easy win. Yeah, but the thing is, I don't think you fit in the, the, the shirts. Damn it. I only got medium and small. Ah. I know, I know that's kind of contrary to what the average manga fan is, but... Hey, I'll buy some more. Yeah. I'm going to buy some more shirts, and hey, we'll see what happens. Also, I got some free promo manga from one of the companies, which I will use eventually. So, if you can find me, you'll get one. And remember, you get extra points if you find me, and you're able to get me to say, well, you got to wait for it. Because, of course, it is that time. wonder what time it is. What time is it? It's time for that one. The only... The Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? No one knows what it is. Was it forged by Zeus? Was it... Did it come from the sky? Like an alien meteorite crashing down? Was it made by some insane crackpot named Dr. Wily? I don't know. No one knows. Theories? Send it to me. I'm willing to hear anything. So, either way, what I've done is there are ten slots on this wheel, and I've assigned ten manga to each of the slots. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to spin the Wheel of Manga. And whatever it never lands on, that's going to be reviewing for the next episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review. So, let's see what I'm going to get. Pretty good spin. Number one, and number one is going to be... Dot Hacks Triple X. Wait, that's Quadruple X. Aw, oh, man. Triple X would have been more fun. Yeah, Triple X would be... That's the adult manga. Yeah, that'd be like those doujinshis which are on that one website, which I can't really talk about. But if you check out the website, spyrokin.podbean.com, there may be a link. Mm. Maybe. We'll see. Would you like to make a spin on the Wheel of Manga? Sure, I would. For our next episode, if you're going to be able to make it to the next episode. Can I do a coin flip of manga? No, not yet. Ah, okay. There's too many titles. All right. I'm spinning. Good spin. Ah, ah. Is that a two or a three? It is a three. So number three. Fire Emblem. Ah, Fire Emblem, a very interesting RPG series Mm, where you turn into strange and unusual things. So, if you come back for the next episode, or whenever you come back, you gotta do Fire Fire Emblem. Emblem. All right, I'll do it. So if you want to do the next episode, I gotta do Dot Hack slash Quadruple X, which is a pretty cool series because the fact is I enjoy the Dot Hack series, but I have yet to beat GU yet. Ah. I still didn't even beat the first one. How many are there? All right, Dot Hack, the regular series I beat, that's four discs plus the three animes. Then the fact is you have .gu, which is three discs. I only have the first one, and I haven't even beaten it yet. It's on my pile of RPGs I have to beat, which is right there. Oh, this huge pile? Yes, yeah, a huge pile. That's not a pile. That's a mountain. I'll get to it eventually. I mean, I got Final Fantasy IV, Final Fantasy VI, Chrono Trigger, Persona 4. You never beat Chrono Trigger? I've beaten it like five times, and I oh. have it on the, the, the Nintendo, but this is the PS2 version. Not Chrono Cross, right? No, Chrono Trigger. The, Chrono Trigger. No, the difference is that it has animated sequences. Oh, okay. Like the one they released on the DS. Yes, but oh, this is before the DS. Yeah, but I think the DS one is a port of the PS, the, the PlayStation Yeah, game. it's a port of the one which I got. So. Which I played. That's a really good version, by the way, if you haven't played it. No, the game is awesome. Yeah. Except for freaking Spyro, that freaking retarded bastard at the <laughs> end of time. It's like, <laughs> you can't beat me! Ha ha! I became obsessed with beating him. I would waste days just leveling up just to go back and fight him again. And then one of my friends was like, he levels up with you, I thought. I was like, God fucking damn it! Yeah, at least I didn't get the... Oh, I forgot the Chrono Cross manga's out there. 
Oh, is there a Final Fantasy manga? There are several. Yeah. There's also know. several doujinshis, including one with Red X and Tifa. That doujinshi is... For those of you who don't remember from one of the episodes, a doujinshi is a fan manga. Now, what they do is, generally they're just like, I don't like where this is going. Or, I like this character and this character. Not that they're related or that they're together, but I want them to be together. So what happens is people make a fan comic, like a fanzine, a fan story, a fanfic. Fanfic, okay. Essentially a fanfic in drawn form. However, 98% of doujinshis are porn. Yeah. It's... And, I mean, when you see a porn based on a porn game, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> How did this happen? And there's a lot of things which you don't want to see. Like, for example, let's use a good example. Frog and Magus. Uh. Or Frog and Meryl. Frog and Magus would have some bitter, angry loving, because they really hate each other anyway. Or Robo and Luca. Robo and Luca, I could see. A lot of people could see that. I personally yeah. would see the, the Meryl and Chrono and Luca. I'm sure Chrono would love that. No, then, but the Isla, the Isla, and Colonel would be just the angry sex, <laughs> the wild monkey angry sex, would just be like, <laughs> <laughs> or if you really want to be, um, what is it, Gato and uh, sorry, Gonzalez and uh, Luca. <laughs> Oh, him, yes. Yes, yes his name is Gonzalez, actually. That's right, I, for I forgot who you were talking about for a second there. Yes, the big robot who... Yeah, the, the that's like the first thing you fight in the game. Yes, and you can fight him over and over again for five silver points. Yeah, and you trade those silver points into the minigame. And... You can get the, the Chrono Egg to bring Chrono back to life after you horrifically kill him. Ah, <laughs> uh, Chrono Trigger. What a great game. Yes, it is, and uh, supposedly there's a, an extra ending if you're able to beat Labos on the first try. Yeah, I think there is. Yeah, it's actually. What, what's nice about that is there's um the replay. You, yeah, you, you get to do the new game plus, and you get to do it. You know. Yeah, one hit go into the into the future, and you fight my. Yeah. And there's a you. secret, I think, in if the, the, the like the very first thing when when you're in the festival and that time portal opens up, you can go into the other side of the portal, and then that's when you fight uh, Lavos. Yeah. And you can be. That's when you get the special ending. Or, if or you, that one spell. There's like 50 million endings yeah. in Chrono Trigger. Or if you just in the when you first play the game, you go into that portal. You just see the ending sequence, doosh, yeah. end of the world. Very cool series, but we're getting off topic, so I guess that's it. This is a pretty cool episode, I think. What is your favorite video game series of all time? Ah, favorite video game series of all time. It depends on what we're talking about. Are we talking about adventure, platformer? No, top. It has to be all, top all genres. would not count. I could, there are too many, many choices to name. If we could talk about the styles, like the platformer, Fine. I can give it to you. platformer. All right, favorite platformer of all time, Legend of Zelda. Legend of Zelda's not a platformer. I would count it as a platformer. Oh. Okay. Legend of Zelda's an adventure game. Okay. All right. I will give you an adventure game. All right. Platformer, Mega Man. X2. Okay. X2, huh? Did you ever get the Shoryuken? Yes. Ah. That's why. Yeah. Because Shoryuken! <laughs> yeah. One hit kill on Sigma. It's and, very satisfying. And X3 had the Hadouken. X, the, the first X had the Hadouken. X3, you could get Zero's sword. I thought that this, the kick... No, I don't. Not I don't. One know. of them had the kick. Uh, Did it? Maybe I don't know. Now nah, who knows? But remember. if it's platformer, it's going to be Me Mega Man X two. If mm. it's an adventure game, it's going to be one of the Legend of Zelda's. Mm. If it's an RPG, then we have a problem. Yeah, there are too it's many tough. RPGs. If it's a fighting game, eh, I will say Capcom versus Marvel or Capcom versus Sunoco. because mm. they're both awesome games, and you can play as Mega Man, and you can play as Jill, and Tyrant. Mm. Marvel vs. Capcom two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good game. Very cool game. Very excellent to sell. Whoa. We almost hit the hour mark. So yeah. I guess that's it for this episode. As usual. Thank, well, first off, thank you for coming on, yeah, Cal. Th thanks for having me. No problem. We, you must do it again. See what happens. Yeah. And I'm your host, Zahn. And as usual, we are Gonsville. See you. Bye.
Fuck! Game over! Damn it! I hate this shit. Why is it so fucking hard? Why do we play these fucking games anyway? It's better than drug addiction. I don't know about that. Actually, we should try it out. Addicted on drugs, and then play. Maybe we'll be better. Hmm. I got heroin in my pocket. Okay. Alright. Let's try it. <laughs> cool.